Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB. Brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Good afternoon. This is the COB. Everything you need to know in the day of world business and markets. My name is Kyle Rotter and I'm with my co-host, Danny Akuye. Absolutely. Um, a bit of a drift lower into the back end of the session, Danny. Absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to quickly reload. My computer, oh, there we go. The SIBO 200 down three, three tenths of a percent. And uh, yeah, it was really interesting though, because it might be what we're going to touch on in terms of themes, but it was a tale of different sectors, wasn't it? Performing some hefty profit taking in some, and then some other sectors doing quite well. Yeah, well, let's um, crack onto that because, well, the three themes is more or less touching on the fact that tech has led that weakness. And it seems to be that little AI trade has faded in the short term. I mean, momentum, again, we're talking very much in the short term, uh, can sometimes take hold of markets and you know these things just run a little further in the short term than perhaps is fundamentally justified. So, I mean, maybe we're just seeing some of the heat coming out of yeah, that particular track. It has, it has run up remarkably. Yeah, and I, what was interesting, um, the Fed, I think, has come out and said they're going to have to raise about $430 billion around that for, right. to fill the coffers um, in quite a short space of time. Um, and that will certainly drain some of the liquidity out of the system. And of course, where is it going to drain from? Well, not only the outperformers, but where all you know the money went and the longer dated assets, etc. And you know, yields are moving up across the globe, so that also too is not good for longer dated assets like technology. Yeah, and healthcare was weaker too on the basis of that. I wanted to move the conversation just to well recession ahead potentially. We've been yeah. talking about it more and more in the last few days. Yeah. Um, we're getting a lot of, I suppose, street analysts, economists, CBA in particular, mm-hmm. talking about well rationing their expectations for the cash rate this year and CBA uh, forecasting that there's a well they call it a 50-50 chance of a recession uh, by the end of the year which is a, a pretty stark warning it has to be said and well that's being reflected again we're talking about these sexual themes in a consumer discretionary in particular the retailers uh, those smaller retailers, uh, retailers as well. Absolutely and I'm really not that shocked that they are starting to say that we did see the um, 10 two-year um, bonds starting to invert here in Australia, just yeah. a, a wee bit. That really happens in Australia too, mind you. Yeah, it hasn't happened since 2008. And as we mentioned mm. yesterday, we keep on, you know, hearing things of, you know, days past when, it, you know, economic... T- yeah, economic times weren't good. And, and I've had a couple of property people on today. And the most important thing that as these rates go up and the mortgages go up, we're really reaching that 30% of your income that gets paid out in yeah. you know your living costs your your mortgage or your rentals and that really means on on the top of all those other higher costs 
heating, all of that stuff, higher food prices, you know, the consumer has to shut their wallet to everything else. Mm. Um, and it's something that we really haven't seen for quite a long time no. across the globe. Indeed. And, yeah. um, well, of course, we'll be keeping an eye on that as that sort of thing un unfolds. Uh, last thing I just want to say, we did have another rate rise surprise last night. Uh, the Bank Canada. of Canada mm. uh, lifting by 25 basis points. And, um, well, I mean, I know you, I heard you talking about it a lot today with yeah. some of your interviews that uh, the central banks are taking, well, they're playing the tough guy. Um, totally. like they needed to play the tough guy to yeah. obviously not uh, make sure that things don't get out of control here. Yeah, absolutely. So that's up to a 22-year high, the Bank of Canada. And not unlike Australia, their property prices have been really firm. And I think that's been very much worrying the bank over there, Bank yeah. of Canada. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's like literally, I think panic for central bankers is the wrong word. But they are, I think, very concerned yeah. that they do not want, nobody wants a rerun of the 70s. No. Yeah. And that's kind of where, you know, some people are saying if inflation gets embedded etc music was pretty good though yeah fashion got better towards the end of it yeah have you still got some of that can you wear it in one friday <laughs> bell bottom, bottoms or something like that no i'm the disco queen <laughs> okay all right well uh, we'll save saturday night fever to another day but uh, perhaps weekend uh, but let's have a look at the sectors of the markets and well uh we've already more or less touched on that zero has had a remarkable run up yeah. um it has to be said and, and so is wise tech and wise tech too um yeah. off by 3.2 percent so um this would be you know, pretty typical profit taking, yeah. I guess you could call it. But yeah. uh, still, some of those themes you were talking about before driving price action. Yeah. And probably um, the, the movement in yields is driving computer share at the moment because yeah. they're a direct beneficiary of higher rates. Yeah, move uh, sort of, uh, I suppose, in line with, with that, uh, rather than, uh, unlike the rest of the tech space. Yeah. Um, oh, retailers, yeah. let's, Look, let's see the pain here. Yeah. Uh, pretty um, broad base. La Visa as well just can't catch a break. Yeah, I mean, really, that one, um, which has been a darling of the stock market and has yeah. done terribly, terribly well, but it's a bit like um, someone's punctured the tyre on the Levisa share price at the mm. moment. Um, but, you know, it's still a good quality company. I had two guests today talking about these retailers. Yeah. Um, both of them saying, you know, do you get your shopping list ready. You know, he, here's what you can watch it with Roger Montgomery um, and Luke uh, from Merriweather. Um, yes. Just talking about what to look for, strong balance sheets, how to set the dial of when you see these share prices wash out, because there will be some great buying over the next few months. Interesting. Okay. So, uh, well, literally create your shopping list for some of these uh, retailers. But um, miners now actually saw some strength through there today. And uh, well, there you have uh, BHP, Rio, and Fortescue all up. Uh, the energy plays were actually uh, stronger today across the board. Yep. There was a bigger than expected drawdown in US inventories last night. Oh, in fact, okay. it was expected to be a build. So I don't know if it was exactly to do with that, but at least you know there was an impetus there potentially for, yeah. a, for a jump. Uh, the call plays also were uh, significantly higher. Yeah, so um, just chatting with a China expert and the fundamentals still remain pretty dire in terms of steel demand and the property developers are not doing the property development. So it's expectations. It's almost like the markets are trying to push um, Beijing into a big stimulus package there. And you are seeing a rally in some of those iron ore prices. Uh, but the overall fundamental view is still quite bearish for the steel markets and the iron ore markets. Yeah, they just mm. really haven't stepped in and filled that hole it would seem no. uh, in global demand, so at least for now. it's more the narrative, let's get bullish, that's overriding you know, the fundamentals. Mm, okay. Mm. Well, uh, we did speak a lot about the retailers today and we did mention before Premier Investments. In fact, it was our stock of the day Ben Clark and Francesco Destratus 
gave their view on Premier Investments. That's a store every day um, going from, from, from the station to the office and um, you know, that store's gone. Um, so I, I struggle to see them sort of picking things up in the next 12 to 18 months. So yes, I, I, look, they are good retailers and, and, and ultimately longer term, there's, there's probably better things on the horizon for them, but I, I think there's probably a little bit more pain before any, any, any positive turnaround for them. If Premier does downgrade, it won't be right with Premier either. I think Smiggle, which is the like the, the the crown jewel in Premier Investments, is under like that. It, it, you would be worried, I reckon, because when you think about Smiggle, the demographic is young families. Yeah, no one wants to touch anything with no. uh, consumer on it at the moment, um, no. for better or worse. Yeah. All right, wait for another day, perhaps, and uh, like you said, get that shopping list ready. But um, well, let's get a kind of global view now of things, because Craig Ellen from Oanda is standing by. He's live from London. Craig, uh, great to see you once again. Uh, it's been a while, so it's fantastic to have your company. Um, just wanted to talk about the overnight pra- price action on Wall Street and what seems to be coming through here in Asia, too. Um, maybe just some of that excitement of the AI trade, um, I guess, disappearing a little bit, and uh, while we're just seeing some profit taking come through the market. Yeah, I think people have been really spooked by what we've seen from the RBA and the Bank of Canada, uh, to be quite honest. These are two central banks, one of which had paused for a number of months, the other of which uh, was expected to pause for a few months. And both of them have surprised the markets and raised interest rates. And all of a sudden, we don't really view central banks, it seems, at this point in time, individually. It's a collective thing. Uh, And therefore, when you see the RBA and the Bank of Canada both raising rates, then the question starts to be asked, well, who else is going to raise rates further than we expect? Is the Fed going to pause next week or are we going to see more rate hikes from them? We've already seen many more rate hikes priced in for the Bank of England. Uh, And the ECB, the markets were pricing in one, maybe two. Is that too optimistic? And that seems to be where we are right now. There's been a lot of optimism in the markets that we are going to see uh, price pressures subside over the summer and the central banks will be given the the freedom to pause. Uh, and, And in reality, are we seeing inflation more sticky do they have to keep raising rates will they have to remain high for longer because the the reason why this is so important is because rates have now risen to a point where we're kind of at the pressure point where we could really see the pain in the economy as a result of rates rising as far as they have and staying there for much longer and and i think like i said the rba the bank kind of spooked the markets what we kind of need now if we want to see a bit of more positive sentiment return to the markets is for the Fed next week to pause, but I'm not really necessarily convinced we're going to see that. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? The whole yield curves, um, you know, across the board seem to be moving up at the moment. And then you have the US having to fill up those treasury coffers. Uh, I was reading overnight from um, the Wall Street Journal um, that in the short term, there could be about 430 billion that they need to go to market for. Do you think that as well is going to act as a break on markets as we see a withdrawal of liquidity out of uh, the system? 
Yeah, I mean, there is always the potential for that, but that was spoken a lot about in the last few weeks, to be quite honest. When these debt ceiling negotiations were happening and when people were talking about default, there was a lot of conversations happening of, well, it's not just default. In fact, default wasn't really ever a risk, right? I mean, no one ever thought the US was going to default on its debt, but it was about what was going to come next as a result of uh, as a result of those that increased borrowing. Uh, was it going to act, as you say, as a drain uh, on liquidity? Um, I'm, I'm always a little bit sceptical with things like this because uh there's i think we yes you can see that kind of drain on liquidity but that's where the kind of higher yields come into play i always feel like in situations like this it's not necessarily we're going to see liquidity pulled from other corners of the market per se we're, we're talking about like hugely valuable uh investments here what we could typically see in the short term in, in situations like this is higher yields being offered in the us because they know they have to entice investors ultimately back in now that was very different going back when interest rates were closer to zero percent than where they are but i, I think if I, i'm not i'm not necessarily convinced by the the idea that we're seeing necessarily money pull out of different areas like ai uh in order to be because we're seeing this the, the, this this net dash for liquidity i guess in the us i think as as you, as you guys alluded to earlier in the show i think with ai we've seen such an enormous run-up um, and almost on its own, if you look at other corners of the market, we were seeing this massive run up in AI stocks, but other areas weren't following it. And the reason is because people are still quite pessimistic on the economy as a whole. AI was a very individual story. And now that we've seen the market spooked again by, like I say, these rate hike stories, then I think we have just seen simply a little bit of profit taking. I wouldn't be surprised if we see AI back in fashion again uh, really quite soon, to be quite honest. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess this, uh, at least judging by the Australian rates curve, and I'm, I'm sure it's uh, well a story that could be told right across the globe, is that, well, the higher we hike, the quicker we'll eventually <laughs> cut because of the eventual recession that'll, that'll have to come from that. I mean, are you seeing signs or perhaps things that are thematic here is, um, well, these concerns of a, a pretty significant slowdown, especially as it relate, re- relates to corporate earnings? So I think earnings have remained resilient up until this point. But I do see your point in terms of what central banks were trying to avoid from the very start was uh, having to raise rates aggressively enough that it's going to ultimately damage the economy. Uh, I think central banks always want to do so slowly uh, so that they can achieve their mandate of getting price pressures back towards 2% or there or thereabouts uh, while remaining resilient on the economic front. And the issue that they've now got is that they're reaching a point where and you've seen this talked about a lot more our central banks going to have to crash the economy in order to achieve their mandate because price pressures are so stubborn i mean we're seeing we take here in the uk last month the bank of england seemed to be very confident that we were going to see uh, inflation fall considerably and it would be like the first step towards going back to a much more reasonable level and we did see inflation fall, but it fell. It didn't fall nearly as far as they expected. In fact, core inflation fell, uh, increased by another 0.6%. So these stubborn price pressures mean that the central banks have to do more. And I think we are now reaching a tipping point where central banks may soon have to decide. We're not quite there yet, but central banks may soon have to decide. Are we going to have to crush the economy in order to do this? And I think it's that nerves, those that anxiety that filters through at times that that, that is going to be a more influential role in these markets over the next couple of months. I think there's a lot more data to come over the next couple of months, which could look a lot more favourable and could change that narrative. But if it doesn't, then I think central banks have a really hard question on their hands. 
Absolutely, Craig. Well, uh, we're certainly down here in Australia getting comparisons, some of our numbers to 2008. So not that one wants to be a, a harbinger of doom. Um, yeah, the, the, the people are starting to talk that way. But look, thank you so much for joining us on The Close this afternoon. Great conversation and insights. Thank you. C-O-B, sorry. Okay, well, let's get to the leaders and the laggards, starting with the leaders. And uh, like we said before, it's those big moves and coal mm. uh, that has caught some people's attention. Now, it has to be said that well, Whitehaven was once upon a time and not so long ago up above 10 bucks a share. So it is in a bit of a downtrend, yeah. but it has bounced. So I, I would imagine that's following uh, the futures prices um, in terms of uh, Newcastle coal futures. Um, I haven't checked that myself. Hard to find a sort of pin and narrative on that, I, I, I guess. But we had seen, I guess, a little bit of a rebound anyway, maybe even a rotation back into some of those more cyclical moves. Absolutely. Absolutely, and you started to see it in the US and it's just continued on here. And of course, that narrative, the market's almost, um, you know, uh, pushing, trying to push Beijing into stimulating the Chinese economy more than what they've currently done in terms of getting the larger banks to drop uh, their deposit rates by 15 basis points. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I think we actually had a chat with Kerry Craig from JP Morgan today. If anyone is interested on that story about how well there's been this kind of, um, well, surplus of hope and a deficit of action when it comes to um, (laughs) China's economy and its reopening, that being unwound. Um, Like we said before, computer share, interest rate insensitive story. Beach Energy has been selling off recently um, on a variety of more company specific news, but that's a little bit of a bounce after yesterday's sell off. Let's get to the laggards now because we spoke about the retailers, we spoke about tech. Uh, Well, a few tech names, probably Novo pulling back. That was a a, a ripper of a run. Yeah. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Yep. Yeah. Remember, had that surge. Imogene continuing to be sold down as well as Boral. Um, I think there might have been a broker change on that one. I just can't recall exactly. But of course, Boral is very heavily exposed to what some people might, you know, look at as the building sector, mm-hmm. very cyclical, well, it's going to be hit, etc. And zero, of course, in the line of fire there, down five and three quarter percent. Yeah, it was up around 112 bucks at the start of the week um, and now down uh, on a couple, uh, not a couple of days in a row, then certainly a few days this week yeah. and, and sustained now. We're, we're back at around $105. Um, pairing back some of those gains that, well, were achieved after the company last reported. Um, broadly speaking, doesn't really show up there, but again, the retailers are yeah, uh, under amongst the, the laggards. Yeah. There's actually some pretty significant sell-off um, selling going on there. Um, if it weren't for maybe some of our bigger names in the market, perhaps you could dare say um, the day's trade might have been a little worse than this. But um, let's get to the smalls now and see uh, what we can find. Uh, the small cap is, uh, well, let's have a look there. Avita Medical uh, up 11%. Um, Resources Dev up 8 Service Stream. Service Stream, we don't hear of that very often these days, do we? No. Up 7%. Didn't they used to have the Telstra contract? Oh, Am I I'm, getting confused? Yeah. I'm not too sure. I just thought SodaStream all of a sudden, mostly because it's really hot in here. I'm, I'm, I'm rather thirsty, but uh, certainly no association with that. Uh, baby bunting down again. again like, mm. I mean, we spoke about stacks, right? It was a 40% cut wow. in guidance. That has to be reflected, uh, especially when, well, actually, you were talking about this with Roger, multiple starts get really compressed when sentiment sours. Yeah. Um, so you get the double that whammy is, of that is down really quite, also multiples yeah. going Absolutely, absolutely. That really is in the, the line of fire. And New X2 being sold down 9%. Mm, okay, so there are some of the smalls. Let's get to... Just have to pick you up on smalls because the Brits, when they talk about their smalls... Talk, yeah. The knickers? Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so we're not talking about the underwear in the market. Yeah, if there's anyone in the UK right now, this isn't you haven't tuned into sort of Ausbiz uh, After Dark. That's that small cats where we're talking about there. Um, that comes later on. Um, but let's get to uh, some of the data coming up this evening. The uh, uh, After Dark tonight, US jobless claims really. Um, That'll be interesting to see yeah. actually, because that has been ticking up. Yeah, it is trending higher yeah, really slowly, yeah, and it's. Yeah. I think you know, use it, it's sort of cliche, but we're talking cliches because it's easy to understand that whole notion of things happening very slowly and then very quickly all exactly yeah and i think jobless claims is a great example of that absolutely yeah yep. so i think the, the forecast is for 236 but it's you know throwing a data to dartboard sometimes mm-hmm. with with those forecasts mm-hmm. um but here's tomorrow and this could be interesting because i didn't want to preempt the conversation when you were talking about china stimulus before yep. ppi and cpi tomorrow really interesting because they're going through what can only be said as really disinflation if not Correct. deflation and that whole narrative is coming up again literally mm. is china going to start to you know export disinflation or deflation so that will yeah. be very very interesting yeah and whether whether it wants to as well because i, I you know my whole argument has got its own domestic financial concerns and financial stability Correct. Risks that you know maybe it wants to stay back on the stimulus until the fed breaks the back of inflation in the US and then while well, they can start from, from scratch themselves when things are a little less risky from a financial stability front when we're, well, in a recession and rates get cut back to who knows where. <laughs> but uh, that's a story for another day. Hopefully it doesn't materialise, I guess. But here's the, uh, the, the, close. the close. Yep, down three-tenths of a percent, 0.32%, which, you know, all things being considered with how much negative news is out there, well, really is not too bad. It's not too bad. US futures are off very slightly. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if there's some follow-through from that sell-off on Wall Street last night, which was, again, very, uh, driven by, very much driven by the NASDAQ and some of the air coming out of the AI trade. Um, it's been a negative week overall, obviously, for the market. So uh, I dare say it's unlikely we're going to pull ourselves back into positive territory tomorrow to round out the week uh, in terms of redeeming this week. But you never know, crazy things have uh, yeah. happened, of course. Absolutely. Just looking at the Aussie dollar, it's up 0.15% at 66 spot 6 US cents. There you go. Mm. Okay. Well, we had a lot of good conversations today. So uh, you can catch up on those on the website and app. But uh, well, otherwise, Danny, I can call it yep, a day. That's it. Yep, absolutely. Have a lovely night. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission.